Welcome to Why Does Love Hurt So Good with your host, Andre Pearson. Hey everyone, this is Andre Pearson. Welcome to my channel and podcast, Why Does Love Hurt So Good? Well, the show where we talk about all things dealing with relationships, the things that we go through, allow and put up with to have others love us in our lives. Tonight on the show, I have a guest of mine I wanted to bring on for quite a while. His name is Raymond. How are you doing today, Raymond? I am doing fine. Thank you, Andre. Thank you for having me on. Well, tell a little bit about what it is that you do. And again, because I want people to understand how I got to you. Okay. Um, well, I commented in one of your videos. I found your channel about like two months ago, three months ago, and just love the relationship advice, subscribed and so forth. My situation is that I'm about 10 years post-divorce. And that wrecked me big time because I was one of those blue pill men that thought <laughs> you just shower her with love, affection, attention, and it will all work out. And from the process post-divorce, I've learned, well, work on yourself. So it's not just looking and going, well, what happened to the divorce? What did she do? Well, look at what you did. And I did a lot of that for years. I looked and tried to improve myself went online, found a lot of red pill coaching that was excellent and helped me basically redefine myself. And, and I know you have heard these phrases before, become the best version of you and so forth. That's out there. I believe in that. And so I approach dating with that kind of mindset that I'm working on myself. I'm bringing a lot to the table because I try to, I work hard to, it's not something that just comes by default. And so I have interesting interactions with ladies when they, I guess we have differences of opinion as to what men and women should bring to the table. And I commented on your video about 50-50 in terms of paying for the date. And I think at some point it should be like second, third date. It should be going there unless there's extenuating circumstances. So I commented on that and you liked my <laughs> comment and you said, hey, let's talk about this further. So here I am. <laughs> and you know, it's so funny that you mentioned because I hear that a lot from guys and I, I think that the communication when it comes to when women say, I want a man to take care of me, men hearing the word financial, yep. which is more to that than just that. Women said to themselves, say, you know what, well, since she's going to take care of me financially and that's his role, then he should go ahead and do everything that needs to be done. Now, the question is, if have you had that discussion in the beginning of what your role in the relationship is going to be? And a lot of times people don't seem to get that. And in this millennium, I can tell you right now, a lot of men are avoiding marriage. Now, you spoke about marriage, but do you believe in your own opinion that men today are really trying to avoid marriage? Yes, yes, uh, I, I think so. Probably, I would have to differentiate my generation. I'm in my early 50s, don't mind sharing that. I'm sometimes talking to, I would call them kids, but my son's age and my kid's age, 20s, as sometimes 30s and so forth. Their outlook is a bit different where I still have a little bit of that romance about <laughs> marriage and going to living together to the end. And I, I think if you can find a partner, uh, ladies are wonderful. If you find that right lady that has a good heart, I believe they're out there. But I feel the culture has corrupted things so much that especially with the young people and the dating apps and the swipe right, swipe left sort of mindset where you're on a date and you can kind of sense that the questions are not about are, what is your integrity? Are, are you an honest man? You know, what are your values? It's more in terms of money. I hate to say it, it translates into a dollar sign somewhere. I'm picking that up 
guys are picking that up. And I think there's a miscommunication there where men want women to like see them for who they are. And women are looking for, like I said, provisioning. But I guess to say, it depends. Is she a traditional lady? Is she Does she want to stay at home when he, there's marriage and kids? Or is she going to keep on working? And is that kid going to be in daycare? If she's going to keep on working, there are going to be two incomes. If there's going to be two incomes, there's going to be a balance between who pays for what. And maybe she earns more. Maybe that that should be part of the discussion, I agree, beforehand. But just automatically, because you're the man, you should be paying. I really disagree with that. <laughs> well, that's what I asked a lot of men in, in the beginning. I, when I, I did a men's seminar a couple uh, months ago on the Zoom call with a couple of men. And my first question, when they kept talking about, you know, 50, 50, 50, 50, I was simply saying to them, can somebody define the word to me? What does provider mean to you? In the relationship, yeah, yeah. what does it mean? And a lot of them say, you know, well, it should be like 50-50. Well, I, I'm not saying that women shouldn't pay anything because they should. A smart woman, a woman that's actually down with you is going to want to contribute to the relationship regardless. But I think it should be more of an 80-20 situation and it should be discussed in the very beginning of the relationship or what their role is going to be. Because <laughs> even if she does make more money, you have men today thinking that if she makes more money, then she should pay more bills. Well, it comes back down to the same situation again. If she's going to do all of the, what I consider your job, what are you going to do and why does she need you? Making an investment in someone in the relationship takes time and you're going to always have that in your situation where you have to give and take. It's not going to be all about taking. So I don't, I don't want a woman myself sitting home watching the paint dry on the wall while I'm out working. I don't want her sitting there trying to create bills while I'm trying to pay bills. It doesn't make any sense to me. But if you can find a, you know, if you can find a balance, if you can find a balance in the situation and say, listen, I'll take care of the higher bills, such as the rent or things of that nature, and you take care of these things. Any woman that wants to contribute to the betterment of her relationship will have no problem exercising her right and having some thought in the conversation as far as putting money on the table. And shacking up has become the thing to do because that's what America has told you is okay. I've heard men say, oh, well, you know, we should live together and try it out. Well, this is not a rental car. <laughs> yeah, okay, yeah, okay. You know, ride it for many years and then decide, hey, I decided like the way it is. I want to trade it in and get me a new model. It's, it's not that kind of situation. I'm trying to understand from your own perspective, tell me why is that if you can live together for a number of years, why can't you just go in and get married? Because it doesn't take you that long to figure out if you want to be with this person or not. Yeah, now, I, I would say this. I take a different point of view where I think men should start thinking in terms of just building themselves up and not cohabitating. I'm actually against that. And I know Rolo Tomasi has mentioned that two other people are uh, for a lot of reasons. I come across it as a Christian and I'm thinking, you know, I'm, I'm trying to keep things in my spiritual values, trying to mesh with that. At the same time though, even if that's not you, the thing is you are in, the, in essence, you're committing to a relationship without having that commitment. I, and I, mean, I agree with you. I think the sentiment that you're, you're saying, you really, why don't you find out who this lady is? And that means years of dating, at least two to three years before marriage is on the table, I think, before you get to know, because people can hide who they are and put on a good front and they want to. It's not that they're trying to be dishonest. They're just trying to put on their best themselves to the other person. The question is, how close is that to who they really are? If it's not, it's going to come through, but it might take a while. 
I would say to, to, to young men and young women, in fact, I would love it if you, women would say, do you want, do you see a ring on this finger? Do you see a ring on this finger? You know, we're, we're not going there. I would love that women start to exercise. I think this is their natural role to say they, they're the, they guard their own sexuality. Why don't they say no until that man has given them a commitment? Enjoy dating. Enjoy dating without all the headaches. When you have, you know, bills to pay, mortgages, you know, utilities and car payments and all that stuff, it gets to be a bunch of headaches. That's something you're only going to weather if you're with a person that you are committed to. And I would say that would be marriage. That, you know, that would be marriage. I, I, I would, I would, I guess to, to couch what I'm saying, cohabitation. I would take that. I would encourage young men, in particular, and young women, take that off the table. Just be yourself, have your, your, your own place and only commit. And at that point, so that you don't not dealing with these, you know, major complications, like who pays the bills. And in the meantime, you can kind of get to know her. She can get to know you and you can see, well, how much does she make? How much do I make? What is a good equitable distribution between us without applying a strict formula? You know, I'm, I, I say 50, 50, but that's, that's not real. I, I just want that to be a very loose kind of thing. If, the dude is making two hundred thousand. She's making forty. He should be paying most of it. You know, it just should be that way. Yeah, and she can do wonderful things like in, for the dates. He could take her on a date. She can make something at home, a home cooked meal. Awesome. Uh, you know, just ladies have done that, and it's been wonderful. I've I've enjoyed that. You know, um, they don't really too much care for the so much care for the women that actually come like masculine to them. They want some woman to, to be the woman yeah. role. And the problem in today is that a lot of women want traditional Christian men because men will present themselves as Christians but do modern and uh, society things it just doesn't kind of coincide with one another so for most people when I come across people to say well you know I want to get married or I want to be in a relationship I ask the question is it going to be modern or is it going to be traditional because right now women and from what I understand especially women who have kids because right now as you know a lot of men that come across in the early 20s to 30s, you may just meet a woman who may not have kids. And the men's attitude when I talk to them sometimes, they come on and say, well, you know, I don't want to take care of another woman's child. Well, I tell them yeah. it's, it's, it's a joint package. She comes with baggage and that's what it is. So what do you think about yeah. meeting a woman that has kids that you actually like and want to get involved with? Are you okay with the kid thing? Yeah, yeah. No, I... I... I hear you. I, I guess to say, when I've been dating post-divorce, I had children. The ladies I dated had children. So that was a different, you know, situation altogether. If you're a young man and you're dealing with ladies and they have children, uh, let me give both sides. Ch children are absolutely wonderful. And if you can play a role, you will grow attached to these little guys and girls. It is Correct. something with young man, you don't see, you don't see. I mean, I, my uh, uh, ex-wife had, you know, kicking and screaming. She had to get me to like, go, okay, let's have kids now. You know, it was like right after we were married. And I'm like, no, 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 no. I, I want to have some fun for a while, you know. <laughs> but when the kids came, they were wonderful. Now, I understand, not your kids. But do you know what? I, this is where I think faith and spirituality comes in. As a Christian, you see your role as greater than just your family, but the community. But obviously, it's a discussion you have to have. I, It's really, I guess, you Every person is going to have to decide for themselves, but it's, it shouldn't be a, um, how do you say, it shouldn't cancel her. 
if she has kids. Right. You know, just just look at the situation. Does she have friends and relatives so that you will have? I do believe you deserve alone time for the first few years and and so forth. Does she have relatives and friends who are babysitting so that you can have your time alone? That's not always you're going with with you know that that is more pragmatic. If you have time with her and if she is worth it and wonderful and you're vibing together, you know, don't cross her off. I, that's why I don't like dead fast rules saying, you know, don't date single mothers. I, it is a okay. concern. It is a big concern though. So, you know what I mean? Like, you, it, I guess everyone's gonna have to search their own values. I can't really go beyond that because I myself, when I, you know, entered the dating market after the divorce, I had kids. And so I didn't mind. I thought it was great. I, I had a wonderful lady I met, had two kids about the age of my two, and it worked wonderfully for a while. It didn't, didn't work out in the end. But that example, the kids got along together well. Just be careful if you have kids and she has kids that you're not introducing them too quickly. Because if you're not solid in your relationship and then you break up, the kids sort of go through a breakup as well because they want to see their, their friends your ex's children and they can't so well, here's a question yeah. for you now you know right now with a lot of churches and what we where we're talking about concerning people's roles do you feel that the church is helping men to be men and know their role in the relationship or they kind of left them out there to kind of fend for themselves my experience i've actually gone to a few men's groups at, at several different churches so i can actually speak on this and I feel like they promote, it, it is biblical, but there are different interpretations. They, they sort of promote this beta male mindset. I, I do believe, I understand that if you're a Christian, you, that you're not going to necessarily go, oh, I'm red pill. I don't do that. If it's in the Bible and you're a Bible believing Christian, you've got to listen. That's the word of God, right? As far as you understand it. So you, you don't want to be, you know, reinventing everything, but at the same time, I find churches completely unaware of what's going on in the world. None of them address divorce. About 70 to 80% filed by women, you know, that that is a big statistic. And then after that, the alimony, the child support, 80, 90% goes from the man to the woman. So there are a whole bunch of men around my age who have kids who went through a divorce who don't have all this money, that's the reason why like the 50-50 thing comes to play, because I'm paying someone else who never got a job, who was supposed to, but never did. My ex, you know what I mean? These are stories and they, they matter. The church is unaware of this. They're just, they're just going, be a man and man up. And it's kind of like mow the lawn, you know, you know, you know, take take every woman buy her flowers. I'm like, that's part of it. That's part of it. That's a small part of it. But let's get real. Where is that part of the dialogue where you're telling women, what do you bring to the table? Quit just looking over your shoulder right and left going, can I do better? Look at the man right in front of you. Is he a good man? Defend him. Defend him. When your girlfriends are trashing him going, you know, or kind of questioning, sowing seeds of doubt, a Christian lady should be like, do you want, I don't need to hear this. You know, if they have legitimate concerns, yes. If, you know, if the guy's a player and you don't know where he is all the time and it's, it's kind of like that, you know, yeah, girlfriends are going to watch out for their friends. That's good. I'm saying if he's doing the right thing and he's proven himself, you know, there's still, the church is not talking about to ladies. Yeah, but you kind of need to step up as well because men are under attack in this society. And we are big time from 
portrayals in TV and film where we're, we're shown as cucks, as, uh, you know, imbe imbeciles, you know, I'm in entertainment. So that's why, I, you know, I bring up that, but that influences everyone. Feminism, I, I'm the mindset that women do have it pretty good. Compared, look at the other societies in the world, pretty good here. In fact, a lot of ways, like say 60, 40 in terms of women going to college over men, you know, a lot of ways they're, they're uh, surpassing men we don't hear about that. We just hear about men, you need to step up. And yeah, men can step up. I think men first need to work on themselves. None of this you're going to hear in the churches. You're just going to hear about mow the lawn, you know, listen to our feelings, you know, do the love language book. I I, <laughs> I oh haven't read it at all, but there, there's that love, like, like, find your love language. I go, yeah, but where in this dialogue are women being held accountable? Men should be held accountable too. And for, as far as I can tell, they are. Women... That's not so much. That's the problem is that we're really in a tilted situation right now. I, I would say churches are a good step, but you're going to have to supplement that with red pill knowledge from what you hear online. I filter it through the prism of me being a Christian. So when they say, you know, this is how you get to hook up with a girl, I'm not looking necessarily for the hookup. I'm looking for the relationship, Correct. you know? So, see, I mean, but churches, I don't think they understand how men are under attack. Most of them do not. You have probably seen this a million times on television, all these number one reality shows and taking men for money left and right, getting kids by men, getting money from them each month. Is this, is this the kind of thing we're trying to run with if down the road? Because the churches, of course, are not telling the men how to be men. And they're taking their cue from you know music videos or anything like that, movies and books and things like that, or other videos they may watch on, on YouTube. I'm, I'm trying to understand when I talk to a lot of them, where exactly is your mindset as far as what you want to do? For the women, for instance, you cannot continue to give boyfriends husband benefits and expect them to change their mind and mindset and marry you. Yes, That's yes, exactly. yes. And for the men, it's like, okay, well, if the woman's going to come in and do what consider is your job and take care of the bills and pay bills and do things, she can live by herself. Because we're talking about a sense of headache here. If I get 50-50 with you, I should have some ownership into my voice and my opinion, say what's on my mind and some decisions that should be going my way as well. But when you call yourself a Christian male and you say that you're doing things because you follow God's word, I'm trying to figure out what part of, in Ephesians chapter five are you following? Because I don't know where it says the woman had to do hers first. The man has things to do himself. That's why God made him first. He made him yeah. first, as you know yourself, he made him first. He put him in the garden. He gave him work. Because remember now, God gave man a job before he gave him a woman. Yeah. Until he figured out how to manage yeah. God's property is, is when God decided he needed a helpmate. Now, for men in the modern world today to take that, to make that relevant to, to uh, today's conversation, think of it this way. If you meet a woman as a guy and you don't have anything in your life together, and you're talking about building together, most women need you to be built. If she's walking in and you don't have nothing going on for yourself, how can she be a helpmate to you if you have nothing to, for her to help and do? Women always tell men, tell me that they want a real man. And I said, okay, well, describe to me what a real man is to you. Men are seeing women talking about real men, but they walk around with fake hair, fake eyelashes, fake surgery, and talking about they're looking for a real man. I'm not seeing a real you. <laughs> So yeah, how, does yeah. me, you know, how does it help me at the end of the day? Because 
there's been many situations you probably seen on, on the news of athletes getting tricked into, you know, inst- they get with Instagram models and uh, have children bond before you know it. The woman divorced or leave oh, yeah. and take a chunk of money away oh, from yeah. So when men come to me and say, well, they're not looking to get married, they'll tell some women. They'll tell some women, I do not want to get married or don't look forward to get married at all. And the woman would sit there and think, well, if I love him good enough, he'll change his mind. They want a poly relationship. Now I'm going to poly relationship is a nice cute word of saying cheap. Because yes, the, person that benefits, the person that benefits in the poly relationship is the man. He has two women. Now, I can't blame it all on the man for presenting this to you because you can say no. The woman can say no. She don't want to do this. But here's where the catch-22 comes as far as the women's friends and family. There are some women who hang with other women who encourage them to do this to have a man because in their mind, it's better to have a half a man than no man. Now, I don't know where this mentality came into the women and what period of time did it. As you said, they, they are having great jobs, great education. They're CEOs and companies. But all of a sudden now they meet a man and they want him to take care of everything. They take care of little to nothing. Financially, you got to see how that's not balanced at all. Now, again, I'm not saying she should just fork over every dime she got or whatever she's doing or dummy down her own skills to make him feel better. But at the same time, we have to find some kind of balance in the situation because everyone's relationship is different. Now, do you think yourself from the people that you've come across uh, in the dating world, do you think the women are leaning towards more towards the men making decisions for them, or are they trying to force their own opinions on men? Uh, probably the latter. That's been my experience. Not not forcing, but there's only so much they want to be told. I, there, if you want to talk about, like, say, biblical relationships, the man is supposed to be the head of the family. However, he, ha- he has to step up, you know, so that's the, the other side of the equation. He has to be that man. And that means you you got to put down the video game controller. You got to, you know, quit just screwing around with friends. You know, you find your purpose in life, pursue it, have a career, have a path, be deliberate with where you're going in life. And then she'll gravitate towards that power, that that sort of like security, that sense of direction you have. And she'll want to be, she'll want you in, in her life. You know, that's that's how it used to be. Now, I think men are becoming disillusioned. I, I agree with you basically that it, it's not really a formula, but just both parties need to talk to one another and find out where they are. I think again, you know, wh- whoever is making the money, whoever is providing, you might have a good relationship that is sort of 50-50 in terms of bills but and chores, but maybe he can take on the more masculine sort of like yard work and stuff and, and that works out and so forth. But it, I guess in the end of the day, that's what I found is that women are very kind and sweet at the beginning, but stubborn. And, and my apologies to the women because, you know, obviously I'm not dating dudes. I don't know what <laughs> hell they go through. <laughs> you know, I'm dating women. And, and so I'm sure they have. And I, I get that there are men out there that are clueless and they need direction. And so they need coaching. They need advice and so forth. And they could benefit. And if they seek it out, they can become a better man. And that better man will be better able to negotiate with the lady. I would like it where men and women like don't rush into adult sort of like marriage-like situations by cohabitating and all that stuff. They, they need to talk all of this stuff out at the beginning and so forth. And, but I would say my, I, I, it's not really that women are stubborn, but I find that there, it's just that sort of 
mindset where you're on social media, you're on dating apps, and they're evaluating at the beginning, okay, I like this guy, but can I do better? And so they're not willing to just risk and just say, I'm going to stick with this man for right now because he's shown himself to be good enough. There's always that hedging your bet, like, is there someone better? You know, and that's where you get the ghosting thing. And I know men ghost too. That would be more of my complaint. I, I don't find women are just like barking at you and saying, do this, do that. And I don't think men are trying to do that. I'm sure there are some that do. I find it more of just uh, this dismissive, passive sort of like, well, okay, yeah, I'm going to drift into this relationship and then drift out. I want people, men and women, both, this would be my chief complaint, make a choice, a deliberate choice. Maybe do a list first, not a list of like must-haves, um, preferences, but be flexible. But just know, you know, for the ladies, you want, what, what is most important? Is it the provisioning, like the money, or is it a man of integrity, a man that's had, held a job for a long time, that goes to work, that's honest, that's there, that isn't, doesn't have big emotional garbage and so forth, that's fun to be with, that you vibe with. If that's it, then maybe the other things don't match completely all the stuff that your, your girlfriends are telling you, but stick with that man for a little bit. Just find out because we're going too fast. So I think people, women and men are throwing away good matches all the time. All the time that if you just stick with them for another couple of months, maybe whatever this, this issue would smooth out, they're not giving it a chance. They're just going ghost, 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 you know, or not ghost, but out of there, you know, and it, it's, it, this is not healthy for men or for women. There was a period of time when we were growing up where the labeling was, this is my husband and this is my wife. And those words meant something to those who heard it. So if another man approached a, a woman and she said, I'm married, it was like, okay, stay away from me. In yes. this generation, we hear in the terms, this is my baby mama, this is my baby daddy. It's some, so for some reason, the women who say these things to other people are proud to say, I have a kid by this man that's not taking care of him, of course, or maybe he's dropping by giving a few things because I've told men dropping by as a drive-by dad, giving your kid presence when what you should be is present in his life is a whole lot different situation. And these women who understand okay. this, this concept will turn around and continue to do the same things over and over. So if you're getting with a guy who already has three baby mamas, four or five kids, and you're, you're, you're number five, uh, you have to understand your position. So you're not walking and talking about, you know, where well, I'm fine. I want a high quality man. Hold up, back up. First of all, you got baggage that he doesn't have. And even if he has baggage, he still doesn't have a choice. Now, it depends on who's more desperate, desperate these days. A lot of women are more desperate than the men are to be with someone. Now, I was talking to a gentleman a couple months ago, and he mentioned to me that he was on a dating site that you, like I said, you mentioned dating sites and everything. He said he was on one and that he's, he met a girl on the dating site. They have never seen each other. They just talk, text, send messages, never FaceTime anything. He ended up giving this woman almost $6,000 of his money because she said she needed this to eat and do out of everything else. She had medical oh. bills and all these kind of things. Now, my question to him, because oh, right. I, I wasn't there to judge, but my question to him was, when you heard that, did it even make any sense? Because I'm saying to myself, first of all, you're not involved with her. You've never seen her. And you know how people can uh, catfish you all the time, put pictures up on the site, and it can be a dude that he's talking to taking his money. He never knows. So I asked him, I said, person, I said, listen, tell me what possessed you to send money to this person that you've never met? 
he was honest out there a little while in the conversation because he mentioned to me that he was he really wanted to you know be with someone and she pretty much did like guys do to girls she said the right words to make him feel a certain way so he felt comfortable enough so when she said the words why don't you send some money to me so I can you know come and see you and I was like that was a red flag for me that's <laughs> send some money oh yeah, uh, yeah, oh, yeah. I've heard women and men say the same thing. These games that men and women play so much, I keep telling people all the time, if you play games, everybody's not going to win. Somebody's going to win and someone's going to lose. What do you think? Yeah, I know. The, the Bible it mentions that a man is supposed to be the head of his home, but also to lead and to love his wife as the, the Jesus loves him and so forth. I mean, it's, it's like you're, you're the head. It re- requires servant leadership, meaning... You're leading, but you're serving. You're leading by serving. You're not leading by lording over someone and telling them what to do. You are first and foremost, you're the ones who gets in the trenches first. If there's an emergency at the home, you're there taking care of it and so forth. That is a sort of leadership. And also in life, you know, I would say stuff like, you know, when my kids were small, I would uh, tutor them at home with like just stuff that I knew that they're not going to learn at school. They're not going to learn anything religious at school. I would tutor them. I didn't leave it to other people to do. And there was time limits on, you know, gameplay and all that stuff, video game playing and so forth. Just be involved, have a plan, um, be there. But so leading is more being responsible than it is just being in charge. And if men understand that, and if you're working on yourself to be the best you that you can be, that should come naturally or it'll, it'll be easier and so forth. So yeah, no, I absolutely agree with you that if you want that leadership, it's something that is, you don't give someone respect, they earn it. So if you want that leadership, and yeah, the Bible says it, but it, it implies, like you said, step up, step up first, and so forth. If you have a kid, yeah, I agree with you, absolutely. If you have a child, that is your child, even if you're not with that, that lady uh, still, you should be there a little bit more, you ask for custody, be there, you know, more than just like Christmas and uh Thanksgiving and so forth, be there. I fought for like a third custody in that. And that was a battle, you know, it, it was because the money gets tied to the custody percentage. But I fought that battle because I, there's no way I was not going to be involved in my kids' lives. And to the, even I had to put aside dating for a bit. I had to like slow down with that. I had to make career compromises at work. But my priority was, and I knew it, it was my priority was being a dad to children who I wanted to know me, who will know me when I'm older and I need help a little bit. And it shouldn't just be because I need something, but just the bonding, the friendship, the love. They'll be there because they know that I love them and I never gave up on them. So that's a sort of like mindset that men have to have, especially with kids. But also like if if you don't have children yet, you know, women are craving that sort of man take charge, but in terms of, again, a servant leader. You know, does she, have you been out like with her for two years? So you're kind of solid and her car breaks down, you know, if she calls you, you know, if you can do it, get out there, help, help her out. You know, she might be just confused, knowing, not knowing what to do. Maybe it needs to get towed. Maybe you can fix it yourself. But those are the sorts of things where you're like, yeah, I'm the man here. Let me take care of it. That's the sort of leadership. And then you earn the right to go, okay, this is my opinion and so forth. So I believe. If you prove yourself, then I think she'll naturally be like, yeah, that's my man. She'll say that with a little bit of pride. The pride should not be just, he's the father of my kids, right? That, that's, that's nothing. That's a sperm donor. 
Exactly. <laughs> that, that is nothing father. A father means you do everything else afterwards that a father should do. So I, I would leave it at that. Because I know a lot of the churches today, they are filled with uh, over an half of, say, 90%, 95% of women. And they cater towards the, the woman. And it's just like, as the Bible said itself uh, in Genesis concerning Adam and Eve, if Adam would have pretty much, uh, after God gave him the information concerning the, uh, the tree to not touch, if Adam would have passed that information on to Eve, when the serpent came down and even mentioned to her about that tree, she could have turned around and said, hey, my husband said not to bother with that, so I'm, I'm going to go with what he says. But, but since Adam didn't do that, and of course, as you know, in the Bible, when God says what happened to him, what happened to the situation, Adam blames Eve. It's no different than today. You know right now, according to the census of the, some of the Christmas Bibles that I read, 50% of America believes in God. 9% of those people have read the Bible. So out of the 50 people who believe, 41% have no idea what God's word says concerning relationships. And a lot of these problems that they're having is because they have no idea what's going on. And yes, God did give us the ability to make decisions on our own, but we can't blame God when we make bad decisions ourselves. We can ask him to help us and repent and get us out of it, but we can't blame him for the decision that we made for ourselves because there's nowhere in the Bible that I've read where it says about men and women splitting bills 50-50. I don't remember no, no. scripture that says that. <laughs> You're correct. It does not say that. No, when it's, I it's, say it's that, all the time it's crazy. Yeah. When I hear people talk about how the relationship goes, each one is different and each one requires a, you know, clear communication, basically. But the problem that I see for a lot of things is that because the church is not teaching them, the men that is, concerning what their role is in the relationship, and the women are just kind of going off what they see on television, I think some of these reality shows are really setting a bad example. Now, of course, I can say it, but it's not going to change a thing in this world because it's about making money for the reality shows. But I can understand when I watch Harry Potter, I'm not going to go out and jump on the broom and start flying. I know that. I know it's fantasy. But yeah. people who are watching these reality shows and watching men mistreat the women on these, these shows or do them wrong or the women do a man wrong, they think that's the reality of how they should do it. And they go out and try it. From my perspective, when I wrote in my book, Why Does Love Hurt So Good? I talked about the part of seasoned women and unseasoned women. Now, a seasoned woman is one that can understand, as I described in the book, that her man has potential. She knows what her role is, and she has to make herself seem more like a priority than an option. For an unseasoned woman, she's the one sitting around wondering why the husband doesn't come home from work, come straight home, he go hang out with the boys. What I told women, I said, on the man's perspective side, he doesn't want to go out into the world and fight for a dollar, because that's what we do every day to get, get the money we get come home to come fight with you. So to avoid <laughs> fighting with you, he go hang out with the boys. And then the girl said, why you tell the boys everything and don't tell me nothing? Here's my opinion on why they do that. The boys that he tells these things to, whether what he's telling is true or not, they're going to agree. If he say he want to be an astronaut by Friday, they're going to say, yeah, man, do that. Go home to the woman. She's a dream killer. If this unseasoned woman wants to relate to her man, she has to start understanding that some things that you may like or may not like, you may have to get into, at least, at least listen. And the same thing go for men. If you're coming, if the woman comes home from work and you're sitting there watching TV and you ask her how her how is her day going, but you're still watching Sports Center, she can sense right off the bat, you're not paying attention to me. So take a moment, just give her five, 10 minutes, because Sports Center is going to repeat anyway. Turn off the TV for a moment, yeah, yeah. give her attention, because so many women have told me, although they go back and forth with men on money all day long, but so many women have told me that they prefer 
along with money, the man's time and attention. And for some reason, that's the most difficult thing for most men to give to a woman is time and attention. Any thoughts on why? You know what? <laughs> I would say this. I, I, because I, I came across with maybe like a fairy tale sort of notion where women are, they have an ability. And I think before they, it, they get to the point of like getting mad at their, their man, just the way they can look and touch and, you know, a smile, a, a little bit of, you know, they just have a natural way of captivating you and so forth. But I understand if when the relationship has gone on a little bit, that kind of wanes and so forth. I would say, I would kind of agree with the ladies on this one a little bit that uh, you're, if you're in a relationship, give her a little bit of time. You may be something you need to discuss, but yeah, no, I've known guys that would watch two back-to-back, -back, you know, NFL games on Sundays. They're not there. They're not there for their family the whole time. They're not there with their woman the whole time. That's like six, seven hours and so forth. Maybe, maybe during halftime. <laughs> if the <laughs> halftime show is lame, lame, you know, like, okay, okay, honey, what do you want to talk about? And, and she's exactly. like, no, 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 never mind. Never mind at this point because she feels like she's been disrespected. I would actually agree with that, that if you want to go back to like what we were talking about just previous and you're talking about the church and the role, I would just say churches don't, as a general rule, outside of dating and men and women issues, they don't. They're afraid to say, do you want, guys, we all are screwing up here. They're afraid to actually say, you guys, we're all failing in a certain way, to a certain degree. And we need to actually step up. Criticism, people run away. They run away. They'll want to go to a feel-good church that gives them a good message. Well, I think that permeates through the whole society as well, where basically people don't want to hear anything bad. They're, they're not willing to be held accountable for anything. They're not willing to, go, to even say sorry if they had screwed someone over, you know, just in life. You know, I, I can't tell you how few times somebody who's clearly in the wrong has a problem just saying, I'm sorry, because they feel like, oh, well, it, it, it diminishes them. No, it, it shows character. I, if we could redefine character, if we could teach men and women both, look, you know, it's okay to criticize yourself but we're all in the same boat together, but just do an honest analysis. Don't be fronting about like how, you know, your poop doesn't stink and all that stuff. Just be real. We're, we're, we're all in this together. If people would approach it like that. So for that man who's going to sit in front of the TV all the time, if he's, if he's coming home at all, I'd say, well, you're not acting like she's a priority in your life. If that's the case, you better, you know, you should evaluate whether you should be in this relationship. If there's kids, if there's a ring, if there's a marriage, that's a different story. You've made a commitment. Then I'd say you should you should be stepping up. That that's what stepping up is is understanding. Like just have the talk with her. Just say, hey, you know the the Dodgers are playing. You know on Saturday, I want to see them. They're gonna it's gonna be televised. You know, can we like plan around that and so forth? She'll know, you know, and then other times where she'll be like, I need you to mow the lawn. It's been three weeks and so forth. Have those conversations, but you both have to be willing to listen and hear and so forth. If the guy is just spending the whole time just doing whatever, he's not invested in that relationship. Likewise, if the, the lady oh. is, you know, I, I don't, you know, if the woman would just hang out with her friends all day or so forth and not really, I don't know what the scenario would be. You know, that would be the same thing. But I would say your actions speak to your personality, to your values, you know, and so forth. If 
If the dude's doing that, he's not invested in that relationship. If there's, like I said, if there's a ring, you got to have that talk. And I wish people would just stop being so defensive about, oh, this is an attack on me and just go, we're going to both be honest with each other and we're both going to have faults. And it doesn't make us bad, it makes us human. So let, with that attitude, let's, if she's upset, let's talk about it. Let's find out about it and go from there. Because I think a lot of times society puts so much pressure on men and women to, you know, if you're over 30 and you're single, man or woman, someone asks you the question, especially for women, it's more for women than it is for men. If a woman asks another woman over 30, uh, are you, you know, you're not dating anyone or whatever, find that she's single, they always look at her and say there's something wrong with her. There's something wrong with her because she's, you know, she's 30 plus and she's single. What's going on? But I think the problem is with America is that when we sit down one another and on that dating stage, we don't really ask value questions that are valued to us. And I tell you all the time, the appearance is always going to be the draw. If the person is, you know, looks good to you, that's the first draw. I get that. But then at some point they're out there, the appearance goes away. We need to ask some quality things and find out what qualities in that relationship that we want to have with someone to make us happy. Now, we're not necessarily that necessarily saying that in front of me is the woman that's going to feel those things. But right now, I want her to know where I stand. I want her to know if I'm, if I'm sitting in front of a woman right now, I want her to know the qualities that I'm looking for in a woman. And if I'm looking, I'm, and I'm willing, because I've learned over the years, I'm willing to say no or walk away from someone that's not conducive to me. Because if you're telling me that you smoke, you drink, and those are things that I don't like, I'm not going to accept it because you're beautiful, because I'm still going to dislike it. I'm not going to want to smell, smell your hair, smell like smoke. I don't want to see you drink a lot of fish. I'm not going to be happy with that concept. So even though you're beautiful, I'm not feeling happy being with you nowhere at all. Same thing with the, with the woman. If a man tells you that I have, uh, I'm, I date multiple women, and you're hearing this, you got to look beyond how beautiful they are to you and say, you know what? He said he's not really a stable, stable person on a job. And that would be important in the relationship if you're trying to raise a family. And if he says, you know, he bounces from job to job, that's a red flag. And what I've noticed a lot that women do because the person is, they look, you know, real good to them is that they will take those red flags, throw them in the backseat of their car, like their trophies and think they've collected something great. If you two are not on the same page in the dating stage, what makes you think that down the road is going to be a good marriage or a good relationship? Because we can't even see eye to eye on over what's for dinner. What you understand, what you viewed in your lifetime and those you talk to, are they having themselves a, a real good conversation about what they like and don't like, or are they just trying to go alone to get along? Uh, well, most of my friends are married, so they, they, I, they, they have their ups and downs and so forth. I think they're doing pretty well, and, and, and you know, they, they're, they, at least they always tell me it's a lot harder than you, you looking from the outside in. And I go, I'm jealous of you guys. You know, you got you got your life partner. It seems to be working out. And they go, it's a lot harder. And what I get from them is that they are having those conversations and they are listening and there are tough compromises. That's kind of the sentiment I get from all of them, that they make tough compromises. But first and foremost, they're going to make this marriage work. So that's the attitude that they have. And so that's where they're at and so forth. I, I believe it's really... They're having those conversations. That's why their marriages have lasted. I had issues. My ex-wife had issues. And at some point, she gave up and so forth. So we didn't have that communication. The communication got cut off. If you have someone who says, despite all, we really needed to make this work, especially if there's children involved or so forth, if they're willing to do that, I think it, it, these relationships can last. You can meet people. You can 
start to understand where they're coming from and so forth. And yeah, it's, it's a lifelong process, but compromise, that, that's a key word there. If, if you're willing right. to compromise, if you're willing to go, okay, this is important to her. I know I want my free time. I want time with my friends, but you know what? She needs me as well. So do you want, I'm, sometimes I'm gonna have to tell my friends no, but sometimes I'm gonna ask my wife or girlfriend to understand, hey, you know, this is a special occasion. I wanna hang out with my boys. She should go with that. You know I mean? It, it has to be, it's good. Compromise is compromise. So I would put it at that. Just be willing. If you're really focused on the marriage or the relationship lasting, you'll be willing to compromise because they're worth it. True. And I hear a lot of women and men say they don't want to settle. Getting with a nice guy or a good guy is settling. They're looking for someone else. They always got what I call monkey arms. They got their hand on one guy that they're with now because they're with him because of his resources. And they're scared to let go of him until they find another person that can do the same thing before they let go. So they're in the middle playing, you know, playing the game with both men, trying to figure out which one is better. So settling to some people is kind of a crazy concept. You may date a girl right now that's not as beautiful as, as your uh, the past girlfriend you had before, but it's the beauty is, but she's cute to you. So the question I always ask people is, are, do you, you two get along well? Are you two good with one another? Because uh, if, you, if you do, that's your type of person that you need to be with. It's not all about the money. It's about how do we communicate and get along with one another? And a lot of times, a lot of people don't want to invest in one another for a period of time. They want everything to happen overnight. Yeah. I've, heard, I've heard women say, men should just know. Know what? We don't know how <laughs> to love you. You never told me how to love you. You never told me what you like, dislike. And yes, relationships, if anybody's in one or been in one, you know it's going to be negotiating and compromising for the rest of your life that you're together. It's that simple. You can't separate the two. It's going to always be in there. Negotiating compromise is part of relationship. But people seem to get that concept. Well, you know, well, if I settle with, you know, this person over here, I'm settling. Well, do they make you happy? Are you content with them? Do, well, I can do better. How do you know this? Is there a crystal ball you look at it and it says, oh, another guy's coming in 10 days. It can do better. Is that how it works for you? Because when we don't want to invest, because we always invest in things that are monetary, things that mean little to nothing, they always often change. But when it comes to investing into a person and getting to know them, it's like, oh my God, I got to start all over and get to know this person. They got to, I got to go through all this going on. That's why a lot of ex-people fall back into the relationship with their past people because they're familiar. But I tell you all the time, if you go back to your ex and you make changes in yourselves and it goes along further, then you're doing great. But if you go back to your ex because you want the resources, not because you love that person, want to make it work, you're going to have the same repeat process all over again. They may cheat on you again, may lie to you again, may hurt you because here's what they oh, yeah. know this time around. This time around, they know the buttons to push to get you over the hump, how to make you angry, get you upset, make you feel insecure. They know the buttons to push to make this happen. So I tell you all the time to be careful in that situation because I don't think in relationships it should be that difficult if we communicate with one another and keep it between you and I. It's not about your friends and family around what they think. It's about what you and I think. Where we're trying to go, what can we try to do together? I understand totally where you're coming from concerning different age brackets, because like I said again, age range, it still doesn't change the fact that communicating with one another, your wants and needs, but before that can happen, you must write down something on paper as what I call your script in your head. So when you're talking to a, a person that you're dating and you're talking to them, you're checking off boxes in your head. You got 10 things. You're trying to check off at least seven to eight of them 
to make you feel, you know, it's willing to invest in this person. I can't think as just as the man to say, she's just supposed to know my ways and what I want and it's vice versa. We have to communicate that to one another. This is why problems happen like they do. Yeah, you mentioned settling and that really speaks to the culture we have today, social media, the dating apps and so forth, the swipe right, swipe left. That's what's going on. And I really, that's, again, I mentioned if you're with somebody and you're vibing and it's going well and say you have months or even years behind you, just, you know, look at that person. And really part of that is defending the honor of your woman or for the woman defending the honor of your man. And just don't listen to all the, the, the static out there. You know, if your friends are, I mean, you, you want to, if there's warning signs and it's saying, hey, in, in, in real all earnestness, hey, there's a problem here. There's a red flag. Yeah, sure. Listen, but just I'm talking about the gossip and so forth. It's sort of like trash talking. Just say, hey, unless you have anything serious and concrete with facts to support it, I really don't want to hear it, you know, because I work to build my relationship up and I don't really need my friends trying to tear it down. I know you'll see me more, you know, it works, works for friends. Often they have ulterior motives, right? You know, they, 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 they're like, okay, we're sharing, you know, you know, you're never around anymore. What's the deal and so forth. But you want, also I'd mentioned the 80-20 rule. We talked about this before. And that's one of those things where I think men are just like, hey, if there's a girl, she's there and she likes me, I love like her, we're happy together. Hopefully we're, they're in love with each other and so forth. You got it going on. But the women are taught in the society and I'm not blaming women, I'm blaming the society and the culture that you can do better, you can do better. And so they're looking for a man that earns quite a bit more money than they do. And you do have that provision, you, that providing. And now if they do meet a man that has a lot more money, sure, yeah, that that's something you're going to talk about and negotiate and so forth. What if he earns a little bit less, but he's a quality man and he has character, he has, he has integrity, he's there for for her and so forth. Maybe you could co- compromise on that. But your friends might say, hey, you're settling. This guy, he doesn't have a college degree. You know, he's, you know, and so forth. And I would say, do you want that's where you have to think about what settling, what that whole concept is. That concept is consumerism. It's like, well, I can do better. And do you want, it didn't used to work that way, like 20, 40, 60 years ago. And the marriage is last, you know, because the culture supported the marriage. You weren't able to just walk away and people weren't being told you can do better. And they weren't saying, oh, well, if you're not happy, you know, I, you know, if you don't feel about it, you know, just get the divorce. You know, that wasn't in the dialogue. That was like, you better work on it. And there, and there was this sort of like, you know, I'm, people weren't happy to talk about it, that they did get a divorce and so forth. It wasn't looked at as, as a good thing and so forth. Now things have flipped totally. True. So if you, I would try to take that concept of settling out of the dialogue altogether. Is it, does a guy meet your standards? And those standards hopefully are more about integrity, honesty, about life purpose and, that kind of stuff, rather than, you know, how, what your friends think about them or her, you know, different, you know, uh, money, all that kind of stuff. Just those are discussion points. But do you want, you know, I, I don't agree with the idea of settling when people have unrealistic expectations. Cool. You know, people are, people come up really entitled, you know, for the ladies, 
They got a lot of tension when they were young in their 20s and they carried on their 30s and they think that they're still in their 20s and, you know, like when they were in the clubs and the guys would swoop around them. And it's like, well, no, you're not quite there yet. And if you have children in tow, you're, that's going to mean that you're going to have to like maybe bring more to the table. That's where that concept comes from, you know. But at the same time, I encourage men to step up and be their best selves. You know, that means like have your life purpose, quit playing the video games all day long if that's your thing. You know, if you're, if you're screwing off porno, I don't agree with it. I think it takes that energy away that should be given to the lady that's right in front of you. You know, just be aware of that kind of stuff. I'm, I'm being very light on that topic, but, you know, I don't, I don't think anything good comes from that. You know, it, and I'll just leave it at that. You know, also, you, when you mentioned about money, the woman, woman is stepping up trying to find money. No matter how much money the man has that the woman meets, it still doesn't make that money hers. He makes that money. It's not y'all money. It's his money. Your first step is to meet the man with the money. Second step is to figure out how to make that money go from me to us, because that's a lot of work to turn from me to us. If you're going into any relationship for the man's money, because he's thinking the same thing. He know how you're coming in. He know you're coming in because of the money. He's going to probably spend some money on make you feel happy. But then he's going to meet somebody down the road that's hotter than you are or better than you are. And he's going to drop you and go to her. And you're going to be sitting there trying to figure out and telling your friends how he did you wrong. Well, you went in wrong to begin with. You didn't go in because you liked him. You went in because of his resources he had available to him. Yeah. The, the smarter women go past the car and the houses. They want to know things about like 401k, retirement, how much money you got in the bank. Because they're thinking big picture. Because remember now, a lot of women today always say they can't wait till they retire so they can travel. Now, in essence, if you only make, let's be generous and say $70,000 a year if, and you can't travel now, what makes you think when you retire, you're going to be able to travel more when you don't make enough money now? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. They're thinking the retirement plan is the guy. Why are you retiring? Because I got a man that he can take over everything. no. It doesn't work that way. It doesn't mean stop, stop the life. You can keep working. Well, I'm tired of working. Aren't we all? So why do you think all of a sudden now you get with a man, you're going to stop what you're doing, what you've been producing, because some women have said they don't want to be the man in the relationship. They want to be taken care of. So we have to first define words that they're speaking out. What does take care of mean to you? Because the man's thinking financial, the woman's thinking financial, spiritually and mentally. They don't match together because no one's had the conversation to talk about it. Yeah, well, I, tell yeah, what, yeah. I tell you what, Raymond, I have enjoyed this conversation and I would love to have you back on another time later in the year if you have some time. Tell everybody that's viewing view there right now, where can they reach out to you? Okay, I am Raymond7779 on YouTube, BitChute, Rumble, Gab, and so forth. It's End Times Bible Prophecies, where we, we we're looking at the signs in the culture and politics and so forth, and how it relates to Bible prophecy. And we're telling people, look, things are going to go down soon, get ready get spiritually ready, get your life in order and so forth, because you don't know what tomorrow has. So any last word to our viewers that's watching right now, any advice you would give to just young men in this dating game? Just, I would say, especially for young people, men and women, work on yourself and really try to listen, listen more than you talk and so forth. And just, there's a lot of advice out there. There's a lot of dating advice. There's a lot of crap dating advice from people who are just getting into the negative, like, well, you know, I, I don't agree with certain things about like blaming the other sex all the time. There's a lot of that, that, that negativity. You'll kind of sense it when you're there. Look for positive. I'd say, Andre, I'm very impressed with you. you. You give really positive advice. People can really benefit from what you're saying because 
you're bringing people together. It's always, you're not buying into the, you know, where we're going to be battling each other and who comes out on top. That's not healthy. You're, you're speaking to hearts and souls and so forth. And I tell people do that from young men, work on yourself, work on yourself. It's a tough gig. I, I don't know what the women are going through for men, work on yourself, be the best you and then approach dating, come up with what you're looking for in your partner and so forth and try to stick to it. But, you know, be realistic, you know, do, do, and so forth. And, but do it intentionally, just go through life that way. And it, it'll, I think things will work out for people if they put the time and effort to do it. So I'll I leave agree. It that. I agree. Well, I want to thank all the viewers today watching the podcast. I enjoy having Raymond on. I'm hoping to have him on again later in the year. But for those like right now that's checking us out, be sure to check out the YouTube channel as well, which is Why Does Love Hurt So Good, the podcast and the radio show that I have on as well. And once again, this is Andre Pearson. Thank you so much for your time. I look for you guys next week.